We're teaming up with Homage to bring you some exclusive Titus and Tate fan guarantees. Visit homage.com slash Titus and Tate to get your hands on one of our exclusive Maui Bump. Love the Maui Bump. I, I love, love that the Maui shirt. Bump. It wasn't shirt. great for Texas this weekend, but no, otherwise, yeah. usually great. Or Friends of the Program shirts. These are limited releases, so make sure to go pick one up now. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Baylor is very good, as it turns out. <laughs> Tate, we uh, we owe Baylor. I mean, we've we've yeah. been talking about him a little bit, but we've been doing it dismissively. Mm-hmm. We've been saying Gonzaga. We've we've been showering Gonzaga with praise, and we're always tacking on the and Baylor. Yes, I think it's time. Mm-hmm. The time has come. Baylor deserves a seat at the adult. They they've deserved it all year, but the way Gonzaga started so hot. You know what I'm saying. But the time has come. Baylor is every bit as good as Gonzaga's. They're a Power 5 conference team, and they are going through the Big 12 as if they are playing in the WCC. And I think that's why right now we have to say, hey, this Power Conference team, they're trying. We're trying to get them to play Gonzaga in the regular season because we don't expect them to lose a game. So Baylor deserved their due. As two guys who believe in Texas, uh, yes. watching what Baylor did to Texas, not good. Was, not whoa. good. Not good for the Maui whoa. bump. Yeah, not good at all. Uh, <laughs> but very good for Baylor. Uh, they are a very good basketball team. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, uh, we got our first like really wild day of college basketball this mm-hmm. season on, yep. on Wednesday. Uh, Villanova oh, wonky goes down. Wednesday is what they're wonky calling Wednesday. it. Wonky Wednesday. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, that's what they're calling it. Unbelievable. Villanova. <laughs> goes down uh, to, to St. John's. Um, East Carolina beats Houston. Who saw that yeah, coming? Yeah, first win over a top five of opponent for Greenville uh, North Carolina fans. There you go. Pitt beats Virginia Tech, which wasn't like a shocker per se, but, you know, still counts. Yeah. Uh, you got you got what Georgetown over Creighton. Mm-hmm. That one was kind of, well, I don't know. Eh. Creighton, I don't know. St. John's Villanova was the Saint one. St. John's Villanova yeah, yeah. was the one. That was the uh, high, a lot the of upsets. Uh, we're going to we're gonna sort through that uh, wild day. The wonky Wednesdays, mm. as, as apparently the people are calling it. Everybody. Also, Pac-12 update. Uh, there, There is an update, Tate. It is the, the, the rivalry between the University of Arizona and mm. ESPN continues. Yes, and yes. I'm, I'm excited. Schleybach's right in the middle. <laughs> Sean Miller's right in the middle. The FBI, this is the, they did not have this on the flow chart. It might actually be the best rivalry in the Pac-12. So we're going to talk about that. And yes. then uh, Andy Katz is going to join us as he always mm. does. Uh, we're going to pick his brain and, and um, I don't know, who knows? I don't even really have notes. Like it's got to the point with Andy. I don't even write down notes. I just like get him on the screen. Let's talk some we shit. We just know that he on. forgot Ohio State. So he has to <laughs> he answer did. for something. Yes. Uh, so we're going to get to all that. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the time out. I'm going to start with this, Tate. We uh we love the setup we have here. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've talked about it the last few shows. we got a new studio here at Fox. Um, it's great. It's, the, the set is awesome. The one downside, and, and I'm not complaining, I certainly don't want to go back to doing them over yep. Zoom and, yep. and having choppy audio. Don't say it. What, what is happening? But the one downside is that we, <laughs> we have time constraints with when we can use this studio. There are other people that need to use it for various reasons. I don't know. what. The, <laughs> is there something going on in the sports world this week? Uh, I don't understand. You can't say it. But, it, <laughs> the but it's game. the 55th <laughs> the week of football. Yes. Yeah, uh, like so I, I say all that to say this. We, we had to record this at this time. It is, it is currently 5.21 p.m. Uh, on Thursday. Um, and the reason that's noteworthy... Mm-hmm. 521 Pacific, 821 p.m. Eastern. The reason that's noteworthy is that Iowa is playing Ohio State right now, and the Buckeyes are down two at the under 12 timeout. So uh, it's a top 10 matchup, but you were sort of, you were halfway engaged in the podcast, but you're also halfway engaged in this top 10 matchup. So your heart is being tugged both sides. I'm I'm basically, I'm I'm making a pre excuse. So if I don't have my A game on the show today, it's because both of my, I'm not even looking at tape, both of my eyeballs are on the TV as as we're trying to, uh, uh, Luca Garza's hitting threes, and it's really (laughs) pissing me off. And then Dwayne Washington just got hot. Uh, it, it, it is a great game. Both mm-hmm. these teams are very good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big make shots guy. Always have been. Um, both these teams are making shots. This was good for fun, college but. basketball, I think, to have a top 10 matchup where both teams are offensive minded. You know, a lot of people yeah. complain about college basketball. They say it's ugly. You know, it's, you know, they, they can't enjoy it. There's no grace to the game. Both these teams can score. They right. have some very, you know, offensive weapons that we enjoy. Luca Garza, it's a nice national platform game for him. So, so yeah, if, if you catch me. Not good me, for you right now. Yeah, but if you catch me losing else. my train of thought, if, uh, if I, 
stammer more than usual. That's probably what's going on. <laughs> but I'm going to do my best to to, to chug along here. So mm. speaking of speaking of great offensive teams, uh, games that are fun to watch. We we kind of I think we started last show talking about Texas Tech Oklahoma, and woof, that was a stinker. It was a close yes. game technically, but mm-hmm. kind of a stinker. I already and, forgot and, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Threw it out. Baylor Texas was not that was the eye bleach that i needed in Mm. college basketball that was Mm. absolutely beautiful game and i just wanted to spend a few minutes at the top of the show talking about how good baylor is because as i said we we've acknowledged them but not as much as baylor fans would like and i've always i've always kind of dismissed it as listen i think baylor has the potential to be Mm -hmm. awesome but until they actually like you know i'm not i'm not going to be tate frazier who gets excited about (laughs) baylor killing kansas state yes like that's not going to do it for me that got me that that, that, that's when I bought in. I right. said, you were right. like, oh my God, I'm I believe in this team. Uh, I, 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 it's not that I didn't believe in them. I was like, man, what I've seen from Gonzaga is going to be hard to top. Mm. And I, I don't know if Baylor's topped it yet, but I do want to walk back some of the, I mean, I was, I was one of the guys early on Tate saying Gonzaga versus the field. And, and the Baylor fans were like, what about us? And I was like, well, you're going to have to prove it. They've yeah. proven it. Yeah. They've proven it. Absolutely. It is now Gonzaga and Baylor versus the field. In the Big 12, they're shooting 43% uh, you know, as a team, the Baylor Bears, which makes no sense. No BU opponent has lost by fewer than eight points this season against the Bears. So this team, they're not just beating people. They're blowing people out. Mm. Uh, they're shooting 50%, 56% from the field uh, as a team, which is ridiculous. And Every single time you watch them play, you expect you know one of these teams to come out and sort of attack them. You you expect Baylor to be on the defensive, but you realize, and I saw after the game, Jared Butler was asked. He was like, "We actually come out as the aggressor. We like to attack teams, so we don't let them attack us." And yeah. they are a defensive-minded team, even though they have the offensive weapons, you know, in Mitchell and in Butler. Um, they they get after your own defense, and it's a fun team to pull for. I think uh, they're a historic team, and I think that's really the conversation yeah. we're having. They're, we knew that they were a really good team, but now they're getting you know on the cusp of being a historic team. Yeah, and uh, the, the way they're going about it is so. I'm sorry. It's a race of sixty nine right now. It's sixty six, sixty five. I was just hit a three from like the the, the, the sideline logo. And, uh, yeah, that's what he does. We're, we're all right. We're we're only down one. It's our ball. Um, so the way Baylor goes about it is so clinical, and 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 much the, the way we I was showering praise on Gonzaga earlier mm-hmm. this season with this idea that other teams it's, it's really Gonzaga Baylor and Villanova now at this point are the three teams and we'll talk about Villanova getting upset in a second but like as as programs as uh the, the way these guys are coached you can see that they they play the game differently in the sense that uh, the, the the stereotypical college basketball player team mm-hmm. will catch the ball he will turn to his bench and look at his coach I'm, I'm exaggerating obviously but you turn to your bench you look at your coach say coach can I shoot it and the coach is like give me a second to think about it let's see Nope, pass it. And then he's like, all right, I'll pass it. And like that's kind of how it feels like college basketball players play. Mm-hmm. Baylor is one of the teams, along with Gonzaga, along with Villanova historically, there are others, but those are the ones that stand out, that the, the, the guys catch the ball and they just spray it in your mouth and they don't care. And if they miss, whatever. But like early on in that game, Jared Butler hit like, it felt like he hit every shot he, he threw up. They were all nothing but net. And Texas felt like they were playing defense. And it, Texas seemed a little shell-shocked of like, I was there. I had my hand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you're you're two feet off of him. It was you know, the like, it was the what? first time I yeah. felt like Texas kind of had to fall flat on their face a little bit. Where the talent that we've seen at Texas, you know, with Greg Brown it, and Kai, Kai Jones, these guys have been able to make up for some of the mishaps. I'll say this: Texas is. Uh, the, we we were there in person when Texas mm-hmm. played Indiana, and they punked Indiana. Like, yes. at right out of the gate, Indiana <laughs> looked like they did, they wanted to be anywhere else but yep. playing basketball against Texas. The way Indiana plays offense and the way Baylor plays offense could not be more opposite. Mm-hmm. Indiana is the team I just described where Trey Galloway <laughs> will catch it. And he's like, coach, I'm just a freshman. He said freshmen aren't allowed to shoot, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, Trey, shoot the damn ball, you know? Baylor did the opposite, and Texas was on their heels the entire game. But they, but, they, but Texas played well. Like they, they, I felt like they were matching them shot for shot, but you can't, you can't match just I, I think this will be a good thing for Texas in the long run because, you know, I just mentioned they have so much talent that they probably have been able to convince themselves that they, they, they're they going to be able to match anybody. They're going to be able to get yeah. up for any game. And when you have a team like Baylor that is so consistent, so tethered together, and so elite, and they hit you in the mouth like that, I think it'll be good for Texas to actually make a real tournament run. They needed that for the season. They're coming <laughs> off the COVID stuff. I'm not done with Texas. You know, I still I'm think Texas I, is a Final Four contender. But Texas isn't... I, I mean, the theme of the season has been Gonzaga-Baylor, obviously, mm-hmm. and can anyone disrupt that at the top? And Texas, this certainly when you're looking at Baylor's schedule, you would circle this game as like the time someone could maybe disrupt it. Someone could... Texas is very good. They're playing at home. 
Uh, they play great defense. Maybe they could slow Baylor's and No, they can't. Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Baylor is much better than everybody else, except maybe Gonzaga. And that's that's where we're at. And so. the worst part is they have postponements coming up, so they're going to have a couple games yeah. that they just had to postpone. So we're not going to be able to watch the best team that we're talking about right now. And I feel like that's sort of the, uh, the weird part about college basketball. It happened with Villanova. They kind of reached... Uh, this point in the season where we're like, hey, they're a top three team. We need to watch out for them. And then, you know, they go on a break. We sort of forget about them. Obviously, they lose to St. John's, and we're going to talk about them in that sense today. But I'm worried about that for Baylor, maybe, with, you know, missing some games. I don't, I don't want to go full um, 1976 Indiana Hoosier super fan here. Mm-hmm. But, however, <laughs> this, I, as I was watching the game at Texas, I thought to myself, and Texas doesn't have an awesome home crowd, stereotypically. It's not like, you know, if you're ranking the best atmospheres in college basketball. Texas is making your list. But I was watching that game thinking, does this, because you're saying this is historic. You're saying Baylor can run the table as a power conference team. No home fans. That matters, right? That matters that Baylor isn't on the Not according to uh, our guy guy Jim Boeheim, but yeah, you're right. Doesn't it matter? Yeah, Jim Boeheim says home fans don't matter. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, uh, say Baylor runs the table, say Gonzaga runs the table, does it count? How undefeated are they, Tate, is the question. That's that's Mm -hmm. really where we're getting here. It's like, is, is... do you think that Baylor could could actually go into Allen Fieldhouse and then turn around and go into what is it, the Irwin Center in Texas and then go on the road at West Virginia and have full crowds and also do this? Should there be should there be an asterisk? Mm, mm. Is my question. I'm not saying there should. I'm just asking questions, Tate. <laughs> it's honestly a great point and I think you know nine times out of ten I mean, Roy Williams said this he said that there is home court advantage because you know these suckers as he called them have been able to shoot on these rims they're comfortable mm-hmm. shooting on these rims you know we heard yeah, that there still in, is a home court advantage yeah, 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 yeah but, but, but there's not the fans that you know probably the camera crazies I'd say give you about you know eight to ten points in their mm-hmm. mind every single night I think that they are very undefeated I don't think there needs to be an asterisk next to the you know all of these wins but I think at the end of the day there will be the haters. You know, you and I know this. We know that there's always going to be someone that's going to poke holes uh, in history, especially. And the Bob Knight fans, the 1976 Indiana Hoosier fans, you know, that believe in, you know, that is perfection. It's kind of like the Dolphins. You know, when Don Shula comes up, they're like, 72 Dolphins. That's what it is. You know, that that is the pinnacle. Uh, you guys will not accept this because it is not, it is not, in fact, the pinnacle. You know what I mean? It is not going in and yeah. playing against, you know, Rockets fans, you know, going crazy every single night. You didn't you didn't have to play at Mackey Arena when all the students <laughs> knew your girlfriend's name and mm. were chanting the match, you know, mm. like, yeah. like the 76 Hoosiers did. So <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> I, I don't like that Mark Few and Scott Drew are, are so close and that they're friendly. I, I brought this up to Andy last mm. week that uh, the, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't trust them. I don't trust those two together. I don't trust, like, there's, the, the, are they both going to go undefeated and meet in the title game and then create a situation where the game gets canceled and they can be co-champions? It feels like, if there were two guys that would do that, it feels like it'd be those two. That they'd yeah. be like, why don't we just be co-champions and we're both undefeated and we get to share that forever. <laughs> I love you, Mark. I love you too, Scott. Congratulations, we did it. Yeah, this is YMCA no. basketball at its <laughs> finest right there. I, I do think in a regular season, no. if Baylor's playing at Allen Fieldhouse on February 27th, that is the game that you circle and you say, yeah. uh, even regardless, you know, I, I know mean, that Kansas did not look great. They have struggled a lot. They still can turn it on. I'm still circling it, but I'm circling it as a historic loss. <laughs> I'm, I'm circling it as Baylor winning by 40. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I'm circling it as. Kansas fans. Uh, let's talk about some of these upsets. Which one stood out to you on Wonky Wins? Dave. We got Villanova, St. John's. I think that might end up being your answer. Mm. Virginia Tech loses to Pitt. Shout out to Champagne Brothers. Yeah, is that yeah. the story? Is that the story? So you? maybe that is the story. And I think that's where we jump in because, you know, Wonky Wednesday happens. A lot of people in the college basketball sphere, you know, I saw Jeff Goodman put the tweet out with all the games of the upsets and it's like, tune in, folks. This, this is the time, you know, to see college basketball at its finest. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. That's what we love about college basketball. And what we really love about college basketball is great stories. And, uh, you know, we've had some great twins in college basketball. And years. twins. Yes, we've had the Morris twins. You know, we've had, you know, the Harrison twins, you know, at the Kentucky. Twins. We've had the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, all right. <laughs> Moving on. But the Champigny twins have taken over college basketball and they've taken over two conferences that are, you know, we, jo- we joke about the old Big East, but they mm-hmm. have obviously cachet in the college basketball space. The ACC. Obviously has cachet as well, and the ACC Player of the Year is Justin Champagny. I, yeah, what? What? Can I? Can I stop you here? What's your play here? What? Mm. Like you are carrying water for Justin Champagny in a way that I've never seen you carry water for. Uh, maybe Florida State. Like you got, you get infatuated with Florida State guys from time to time, but 
<laughs> you are so excited about this guy. Yes, and it seems weird because he's an ACC guy. And well, we and should just explain it. I'm not, you know. No, 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 no. There, there is a uh, there is a number that I like, uh, you know, for a big man in the ACC that kind of sets the tone of like that guy's a different caliber player. Tyler Hansbrough said it when he had 20 and 10 in the mm -hmm. ACC, and I said, oh my goodness, you know, 2008 Tyler Hansbrough, this guy's unstoppable, just throwing in floaters, you know, running down the court with his arms Shooting failing, hook shots from his hip. Yeah, and how does he do it, folks? Uh, no unbelievable really shot, the, putting the, the best. ball into the basket. Yeah, 2018. Marvin Bagley comes into the ACC as a freshman, 20 and 10. Mm -hmm. And he played at Duke. So you, you asked me why I couldn't be infatuated with the guy. I'm like, <laughs> how is this guy at Duke? Why did he not go to USC? Because he would have been someone I'm infatuated with because of just the natural instinct uh, to be able to read a, you know, read a shot, know where the ball is going to go, get rebounds, you know, all that sort of stuff. But anyways, the Champagne brothers, they're three-star recruits, Mark Titus. That's why I'm fascinated. Okay. And they're twins, and they're out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, obviously, the, you know, all the historical stuff that goes into, you know, Chris Mullen, all these guys, you know, back in the day. But when Champigny committed to Pittsburgh, there was, you know, a lot of drama because the the twins were supposed to stay together. Julian, who was now St. John's, Justin, who was that now is Pitt. how it usually works. It's like yes. twins. All the ones I, I we just mentioned, them. Lopez, Lopez the yeah, Collins the, twins, the Collins twins. Yeah, but the only Others. twins that come to mind that didn't do this, and they actually, you know, went to the same school at first, but they had to transfer. Harvey Grant and Horace Grant. So back in the '80s, uh, the Grant twins go to Clemson. Harvey, not able to get the playing time that he wants, ends up transferring to JUCO. Horace almost goes with him, but decides not to because he said, you know, he needed to grow in his own time. Harvey goes to Oklahoma, takes Oklahoma to a title game. Horace is the ACC Player of the Year at Clemson. Sound familiar? Like Justin Champagne going to be the mm -hmm. ACC Player of the Year. Julian Champagne, just like Harvey Grant, was more of the leader, more stoic, you know, the the the, the one that was sort of a, a force, but, you know, the more athletic, the, the the more of the headline grabber was obviously Horace, which is Justin Champagne. Um, so I want to make that connection first and foremost. I think that, well, that the makes Champigny's a lot of sense. That clears it up for me because I, you know, like, listen, they're good players and, and uh, the not taking anything away from them, but like you, you it, it takes a lot for Tate Frazier to get infatuated mm. with a player, especially in the ACC. You yes. Know? Like guys that, that North Carolina is. And I will say, I, I don't even, you know, Pitt to me, you know, not to, not to throw Pitt under the bus here for ACC fans, but I don't, I don't view them as an ACC purist school. Uh -huh. I view them as like a Northeastern school. So I'm sort of infatuated by twins in general. Uh, the fact that they separated, the fact that they didn't want to separate. And the fact that now Justin says he has become a man without Julian. Julian used to set his alarm for, him. Oh, just really? yeah yeah th this is how close they were and julian has become a leader mike anderson at st john says you know he has turned into kind of our guy someone that we can rely on he's averaging julian champagne who i haven't talked a lot about on this program he's averaging more points per game than justin champagne who's going to be the acc player of the year wow so we have to give these guys their due uh, he's also averaging six point uh you know eight rebounds per game which is in the top 10 in the big east julian champagne as well and then they get the upset over villanova i think this is uh, the first time we got julian champagne at the forefront this the johnny's have won five games in a row they win this game at carnesecca arena uh they haven't you know villanova hadn't played there since the 90s so there was some old biggies juju in the air um it I was a good moment that. it was I, a good moment i do still love that about the big east is that they, they've carried on the old big east tradition of i turn on a big east game and mm. i have no idea what gym this is <laughs> yes like wh where yes. is st john's home gym mm -hmm. where is villanova's mm -hmm. home gym mm -hmm. providence has the same deal yep. where they have the one on campus and then the one in downtown but <laughs> i mean all, all the big east it's like these historic the, games UConn are like let's take it, it a car in a second yeah, yeah, yeah UConn it's, good. Has the two it's the best I think it's great. The Big East is the only conference where that's the case, and it makes sense. And yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. And then you get those weird stats that like Villanova's never in, and it is sound because it's probably like they've only played there twice in the last, since 1990. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I've never. Uh, it's too much work to do all the research. So Julian Champagne. Uh, yep. His, his, his that's squad. the Champagne update. Yeah. So St. John's beats Villanova. Um, now what what is what has come out of this is as you said, St. John's on a five game winning streak. Uh, they they beat they beat UConn I believe mm -hmm. no no James Book Knight in that game but whatever the resume says we beat UConn that's all that matters mm -hmm. uh, St John's is now here we go here's Carnesecca Arena we're getting some footage of this look at this they have a great logo by the way St John's I do oh, like I mean, the STJ I like the way that you know that we love Coach Lab on this program yeah. and uh, you know Coach Lab brought St John's back in like 2011 just to, enough to get people to say oh yeah I remember the Johnnies yeah. you know yeah. and now when they're winning games and like uh, you know Shamari Pons is a nice little era it's but good. one thing I'm seeing that's come out of this is that people are saying St John's is now in the NCAA tournament conversation <laughs> and we could talk about 
what St. John's mean, resume, but I'm more interested in what does that mean? <laughs> what is being in the NCAA tournament conversation mean? Do, did we not have a word? Is, is this like a... We call it the bubble, right? It, was, is it, yeah. did, did COVID get rid of the bubble? Okay. Does bubble mean something else now? So we have to come up with a new phrase, but I've seen multiple people, multiple sources wow. are saying St. John's is now in the NCAA tournament conversation, which I, you know, I... I don't think they're quite like, I think that's everyone's way of saying like, they're definitely not going to make the tournament based on what we've seen so far, but we're happy that they won some games, but they're winning some games mm-hmm. and that's cool. And yep. they're playing well right now. And we want to help Mike Anderson get some program momentum. This is a program win for Mike Anderson. Mm-hmm. Are you counting as a program win? I think so. I yeah. think so. I think put the stamp on it program mm-hmm. win, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I, I love the the vernacular that we throw around where it's like, if, if you're, if you're being told about your team that you are now in the conversation in state tournament, that means you are like the 38th on the bubble. You're, you're, you yeah. know, you're, you're like it, it is pretty crazy to think that like college basketball was quite clearly the only sport that took such a hit from COVID. You know, they lose their, their most lucrative, you know, month where they own the sport. They own We're the, the only sport world. that didn't crown a champion. And, and then never, you lose the bubble terminal. You, you yeah. lose your own yeah. verbiage yeah. where, you know, now people, when you say on the bubble, they're like, don't you mean in the bubble? Mm-hmm. And you're like uh, uh, on the bubble no. has existed since Jim Beheim has been coaching. Okay, <laughs> yes. so we, we, that's we, a long we, time. That's folks. a long time. I remember Jim Beheim <laughs> in 1981 with Red Kerr and yeah. <laughs> great times. Oh man. Uh, so what else is there? Well, you know, I just want to give Julian Champigny his due. He had you know a couple big games this year. He actually has a high or higher usage rate than his brother Justin Champigny. But then on the flip side, to make it more about the ACC, the other upset, Virginia Tech. The world, you know, they they win the mm-hmm. state championship in Virginia, as we all know. We had Charlotte on the last show to talk about that. Um, they come back to earth a little bit. They play Pittsburgh. Um, it wasn't a Justin Champigny game per se. Uh, Virginia Tech, you know, like I said, the, the, they basically just Justin Arts, you beautiful man. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Seventy nine seventy five. Okay, go ahead. Four twenty <laughs> to go in the game. Someone tweeted at me that Ohio State won the race of 69, by I just the way. Want, so oh, good. shit. I would just hit a three. I just want to point out, like, part of the reason I'm so hyped on this, it's not just, like, one game. Uh, like, if Ohio State was playing Northwestern, we wouldn't be doing this. It's no. that, as I said on the last show, if Ohio State wins at Iowa, what we what I've seen from Ohio State so far, mm-hmm. um, and Purdue fans, shut the hell up. You've never beat us at full strength, so stop it. Mm-hmm. Don't, send your, don't hit sin on those tweets. Another three. Oh, my God, dude. If we beat Iowa Tate, I'm all in. I my my I I we are going to the Final Four. I'm going to my nearest casino and betting the farm on mm. on Ohio State going to the Final Four. No, I'm 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 getting into nothing could possibly go wrong territory. Our offense is unbelievable, and that's why we're up by four right now at the under four timeouts. So go ahead. What were we talking about? That's- well, let's let's pivot to uh, East Carolina. Okay. you know, in Houston, I think Houston is probably an interesting team. I had my bad guy of the week, Kelvin. You know. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Sampson was supposed to be, uh, you know, turning all things up. This is supposed to be the stretch run of the year. Uh, you know, this is the bad guy move. But instead uh, of playing Gonzaga, that was sort of the rumor. Gonzaga and Houston were trying to schedule a game. Yeah, he plays his normal conference game against East Carolina on and then the road. They schedule, but no, they had like a they had an open date and yeah. they filled oh. it with Our Lady of the Lake, an NAIA school. That's that's what they filled it with. I guess like Auburn was trying to get. Did, 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 maybe I got that wrong. Um, but I, I somebody was trying to get. There was Gonzaga, and I think somebody else was trying to play Houston. Because uh, in had Salt Lake City, right? That was yeah. The, well, yeah. the Gonzaga one was going to okay. be in Salt Lake yeah, City, yeah. I think. And and obviously that would have been an awesome game. That, that would have had a vibe of like uh, BYU, Coastal Carolina. We saw that in football this year. Mm-hmm. They call each other like, let's just play. And it was the game of the year. In college it was football. it was an amazing game. It was an game. amazing game. Yeah, it was when Coastal Carolina kind of came to the forefront. Really. And uh, Kelvin Sampson says no, which like you know you don't have to play games if you don't want to, I guess. But then you schedule Our Lady of the Lake. What does that mm. do for you? Mm. What does that do, Tate? I'll tell you what it does. It well, makes you lose to East Carolina. Yeah, I was going to say it hurts the argument for the East Carolina players because after this game, they are calling it and tabbing it the quote-unquote best win ever. And look, I, I have a lot of friends that went to North, Car- or <laughs> North Carolina, East Carolina. My dad went to East Carolina for a little bit before going to North Carolina. So look, love East Carolina, love Greenville, North Carolina. This is not the best win ever. This may be the best win ever for East Carolina. Yeah, Obviously, the first top the, the five, first top five win yeah. of all time. Uh, East Carolina basketball is one of those programs that has had like – you know, here's a perfect example of East Carolina to describe it. North Carolina got Michael Jordan. 
East yep. Carolina got Leroy Smith, you know, and they were both on the same team in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. that is sort of like what East Carolina basketball is. And, you know, for them to get this program, this is actually a program win for them. This is going to be easy, you know, help them in recruiting, especially in the eastern part of the state of North Carolina. So uh, shout out to them. But it's not the best win ever. Uh, I just want to say that that was a little egregious. Who, who, who's the best athlete in East Carolina? If I say East Carolina sports, what comes mm. to mind? I can't even think of that. I kind of conflate all my of uncle the- Cotton Clayton. <laughs> there, you there you go. His name was Cotton? Yeah. Lawrence Cotton Clean. He had white hair. <laughs> Still has the rebounding record in the state of North Carolina. 46 <laughs> in a game. My my uncle. There you go. East Carolina legend. Literally won the College <laughs> World Series. Mark Titus. Did every Hit a grand guy, slam in the College World Series national championship game. Did every guy who was on an organized sports team <laughs> have, before, a nickname? have a nickname yes. back in the day? Yes. Like, what the hell? Yes. That's how you knew. Like, he was getting recruited. It was like Larry Brown, Art Heyman, and Cotton Clayton. <laughs> oh my god uh i have a, a semi-hot take that i'm working on please that i don't think it's i, I shouldn't even have said that i don't think it's that bad uh houston i think is slowly becoming the new gonzaga mm. and and i don't mean the current gonzaga i mean the, mean the old gonzaga. the old gonzaga yeah, yeah. but they are taking over the 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 idea of houston like i i feel like the next if i'm forecasting the next seven years of houston basketball assuming kelvin sampson uh stays there for the next seven years mm-hmm. and, and that's that's what we get out of houston they're gonna win almost 30 games every year. They're going to dominate the American. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to maybe play one or two decent non-conference games maybe. Maybe not, who knows. Looks like maybe uh, not now. Maybe not yeah. now. <laughs> and we're going to be stuck as you and I as analysts, fans mm-hmm. are going to be stuck. All of it is is going to be like we're trying to figure out how good they are. Yep. They're going to they're going to get one seeds every so often. They're going to get two seeds. They're going to lose in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Maybe they go to the Elite Eight one. They're going to take over the new game because Gonzaga is like legit now. Are, are you are you leading us into the fraud power rankings? Because I feel like <laughs> that's how we're, that's what it feels like in my heart right now. Because Houston is one of those teams where I would have felt better if they agreed to go to Salt Lake City and I, get beat by you. forty points. I'm with you, but I don't like I don't like hundred percent because this is this is a program lost to me. This is a program <laughs> lost for Houston. They've already lost to Tulsa. I mean, you look at like the wins that they have. So so they're they're two good wins that they have this season. Mm-hmm. They beat Boise State. Yep. And then they beat Texas Tech, which granted, Texas Tech is a good team. We like Texas Tech, but Texas Tech also Texas Tech could play to Yeah, they, they played who they're playing. They yeah. played to who they're playing. And, and 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 okay, so let's not even let's not even preface with that. Te- let's say Texas Tech's a good win. Texas Tech, congratulations, Houston. Great win. You beat Texas Tech mm-hmm. in November. So now we have all of all of the Ameri- the American is bad, dude. Like I I'm sorry. Apologies to our, mm-hmm. all, those of you in Cincinnati that listen to the show. Um, you know it. We, I know. Like, we got to get you back into big. We got to figure something out with Cincinnati. Yeah, the, save the, Cincinnati. The American's not good. Memphis is like Wichita State. SMU. I should like, have said that with the Champagne update. I thought <sighs> our Penny was going to be Penny Hardaway, but it's the Champagne's. Dude, Penny Hardaway. I watched. I watched the first Memphis game that I've watched in a while. When they were playing SMU the other day, um, I don't know why I was watching it. I just like threw it on the TV. I was like, yeah, I watch. I watch SMU uh, Memphis, and Memphis ends up. I think SMU won, and and yeah. Memphis. Didn't get a shot. So, so they 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 butchered the final possession. But it, but I I don't know how I never noticed this. Memphis has the Penny logo on like everything they have. <laughs> yeah yeah. Like yeah. Penny's drawing up plays yeah. on his on his uh, yeah. dry erase board. No, it's a it's He's a got brand the one play. cent logo on his dry erase mm-hmm. board. What are you doing, Penny? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Unbelievable. Shout out to Jawan Howard. The more the more I pay attention to guys like Penny Hardaway, the more I love Jawan Howard, who like is in tears that he gets to put on the Mich- He's a Michigan man. He gets yeah. to put on the M. John Howard is like, if I had a logo, I'm ripping it off and I'm tattooing the Michigan M on my heart. And Penny Hardaway was like, get Memphis out. We, we are no longer Memphis Tigers. We are the Penny Hardaway Pennies. <laughs> what happened? Well, I mean, look, like, it was what? a different name when he played there. So he probably was at that. You know, it was like, it was Memphis State was when Memphis I was State, here. So yeah. I'm, I'm, he's like, these people don't even care about their names. He he's going to take the one cent off his He didn't realize it was the jerseys. same school when he took the job. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> I yeah, will say. Anyway. Uh, anyway, the point is the American yeah. sucks. Maybe mm. the, uh, these, these are programs that could. Theoretic, like Cincinnati, SMU, Memphis, which I'll say, these are programs that theoretically could become. But I'm worried, man. I'm worried about mm. what the American's going to be. And I, I don't, I don't. As I look at the American, I don't see a huge difference between it and the WCC because the WCC is a punchline to a lot of people. But like BYU is good. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. other there there are other good programs in St. Mary's is certainly a good program whether they're like nationally relevant or whatever. Like they're a good program that that if you have St. Mary's on your schedule. Chances are you're gonna have to play well to beat. Yeah, them. yeah, that's not an easy game. Um, yeah. 
but I so I look at the WCC. I look at the American. They seem very. The American seems like an East Coast WCC. Houston seems like an East Coast Gonzaga, even though they're in Texas. What say you, Tate? Is that is that a, is that an okay thought process I'm having? Here? I think it's very fair because I could see Houston, you know, continue to climb and continue to get better as a program, and yeah, they'll come to, out of it. Yeah, like they'll that, defy that, all of these things yeah. where we're like they're not as good as we think. They're not really yeah. the 30 win team that we expect them to be. They're going to get upset. I mean, you yeah. know. They, they had the worst luck happen to them, the Michigan shot. You know, Swaggy Pool hits the shot against them. They could have People had a Sweet 16 that. run. When Michigan yeah. went to the title That game, was supposed to be a program run for them by, where we all see yeah. Houston go to the Sweet 16 and say, okay, Houston basketball is back. We didn't have that. So they're still waiting for that moment. Um, everyone's going to believe that they're, you know, not who we think they are. They're not, they shouldn't be as high, you know, or rated as high as we have them. But it's still, you know, I think it's still cool that they're relevant. You know, I still, I still think it's great that Samson's able to get us to talk about them. Yeah. And just play the game next time. Just like if Gonzaga game, calls, yeah. fly to Salt Lake City, get blown out. It's all good. Uh, Buckeyes up seven. There's a minute, one minute eight, left. Minute That's a win. Eight left. I'm feeling good about this, dude. Yeah. I, I'm, but Iowa can score a lot of points in a hurry, so I'm gonna pretend to not be watching and. Uh, Look back up and hopefully we're still winning. What else is there before we get to the Pac-12 update? I was going to say, I mean, I think those were probably the, you know, the, we talked about the upsets, the three big upsets there. Uh, did you see this Rick Pitino? This is a quick aside. The Rick Pitino FedEx drama. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. You know, I mean, this is a fun show. Why not bring that up? Uh, Rick, Rick Pitino basically tweeted today uh, at FedEx that he had sent out a bunch of gifts. Um, you know, he had some money in these mm -hmm. gifts that he was sending out for the holidays. Of course he did. Of course he did. Bad guy of the week. Yeah, bad guy of the week. We're going to talk about it on Tuesday even more. But, uh, you know, he tweeted uh, his, you know, basically the FedEx employees have stolen the money out of the, and did not <laughs> deliver these packages. Um, and then in the same vein, Eric Musselman, the must bus, uh, to motivate his players, decided to dress up like a UPS delivery man to get his team to deliver. Um, so, uh, you know, just in the world of Tyus and Tate to have these two characters, um, to wake up to that, to see a FedEx tweet from Rick Pitino, to see Eric Musselman say, we have to deliver. What can Brown do for you? Um, I don't know. I Eric think it Muscle. was a good day in college basketball. Ridiculous things. Look at that. <laughs> Someone tell Eric Musselman to like, I, literally I want, like he's on the King of Queens. I want him to put a watermark on everything he does on the internet now and have it say muscle meme on it. Like, I mean, I feel look, like he, this I feel is like via Michael that. Muss, his son. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Put a watermark that just says, You've, you've been muscle memed. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. My dad. No, Bill. What are you doing? My dad just texted me really great win for the Buckeyes with yeah. seven exclamation points with a minute left, and I was ball. What hey. are you doing, Dad? He no. knows. Coach Titus knows. It's game over. Um, but oh, there you have it. Yeah, oh. FedEx, UPS. Uh, oh, they're in the conversation. Rick Pitino, Eric Musselman. But can we get to the Pac-12 update? I feel like it's time. Yeah, I feel we like, can't. I, uh, are, are you you got to wait a minute. I don't. I don't like. To, my dad just texted me really good win for the Buckeyes, because he knows he knows that I did this when I, I think mm. I think it was when Indiana was playing at Iowa, and I tweeted uh, the picture of the in, the weird back shirt after. Yes. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forget what win it was that Tom Green pulled off that people started printing more back. <laughs> was shirts. it Christian? It wasn't. Wofford. It was probably Wadford. Yeah, it had to be Wofford. Uh and there was probably like a minute left. <laughs> We're back. I, when I was playing at Iowa, I think I tweeted that. So my dad might be returning. Honestly, favor, you know what game it probably was. Dude, we're up five with 52 seconds left it's against when Iowa. Carolina played at Assembly Hall, 2012. No lead is safe against Iowa. We'll power through. Uh, Pac-12 update. Oh yeah, right. please. This is a uh, yeah. As I said on the last show, in case you missed it, uh, I was talking about Loyola Chicago. Mm. Uh, Sister Jean was my bad guy of the week because. Yep. I'm I'm dumbfounded as to how Loyola Chicago is, is ranked so high on Ken Palm. So the Pac-12 update part of that is Loyola is currently ranked higher than the entire Pac-12. And also, if you want to count Houston as a mid-major and Gonzaga as a mid-major, which eh, ish, uh, <laughs> both of them are higher than the entire Pac-12 too. So there's that note that uh, my goodness, what is going there are three on? Three mid-majors that would be the best team. Yeah, in the Pac-12. Uh, Washington's dream run that they were on, uh, the, the post-Larry Scott era, mm -hmm. when they go on a two-game, yep. which uh, uh, what, I, what I dubbed the reverse mountain trip. <laughs> they swept the reverse mountain trip. <laughs> they brought the mountains to them and swept. The dream run has ended. Uh, they lost by 15 to Washington State. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And to lose your rival. Yeah. They, they lost that. Uh, what? Okay, all right. Now we're back to the Ohio State game. This is uh, 30 <laughs> seconds left. Iowa doesn't have to foul. There's 25 seconds on the shot clock. This is the American basketball fan trying yeah. to keep up with the Pac-12. Just give it to CJ and get it out of the way. They're gonna, they're gonna. It looks like they're gonna try to foul anyway. Maybe they're not foul. I don't know. I guess they're they're trapping. Yeah, they're not fouling, obviously, or else they would have fouled by now. There's a foul. Huh. Mm. I don't think they meant to do that. Yeah, they definitely didn't mean to do that based on the reaction. 
Um, yeah, I don't like how rattled we get. Like we're so yeah, you guys are <laughs> we're rattled. so rattled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also on the road, you know. I mean, that was a tough inbounds. To be honest dude, with you, dude. If we lose this game, I'm gonna be sick. I really CJ's am. the guy, though. Give CJ the ball. You know that Wieskamp's gonna hit a three. You know that he's gonna hit a three. So like, just make your free throws. Let Wieskamp hit a stupid three. All right, Dwayne Washington at the line. Mm. Buckeyes up three, 17 and a half to play. Seal it. Dude, I'm telling you, all these upsets that have happened, if Ohio State wins this, we're ranked fourth. We're playing Michigan. When we're playing Michigan, it's it's for the intercontinental belt. Mm. Dude. As you can tell, Ohio State missed the first free throw there. No. <laughs> no. Come on, Coach Holden. You got this. No. All you need is one. All you need is one. Dude, no. Not like this. Text your dad bag right now. Say, Dude, are you kidding me? What was why? he? Why would he do this? Okay. There you go. All right. We're up four. That's still not enough, dude. I like a Wheeze Camp pump fake and one. <laughs> Shut up. What? <laughs> what the hell? Why? Who would say that? <laughs> Luca, you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Airball. No, no. Don't foul him. Airball again. Two. Hit the horn. Oh, wow. Airball. Three airballs. There you have it. Buckeyes. <laughs> yes, chest bumps. Let's go. Buckeyes in the final four. Book it. Book it. Book it. Oh, that's Where's great. my camera? Book it. That's Buckeyes are great. doing it. We're doing it. We should Best listen. Team in the Big right, Ten, right? You know, before we're, we pause the Pac-12 update, I want to make this point. Uh, mm. I'm going in on Michigan. It's it's tight. I just got fired up. I'm ready. So I, you know, I don't hate Michigan basketball. I hate Michigan football. I've never really yep. Michigan basketball. We love Duncan Robinson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. Disclaimer. 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 But here's the thing. Michigan has has been on a COVID break for a while, yep. and and I don't doubt that they 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 should take the break. I'm not. I'm, the, 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 this is not Kirk Herbstreit. Mm-hmm. Doing conspiracy talk as to guys. <laughs> as you dodging. wear your Ohio State sweatshirt. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I don't. I don't want people to take this the wrong way. What I do want to say, Tate, there there is a uh, a problem on the horizon, and it's mm. this: mm. Michigan is eight and one in the Big Ten, and they are going to by the end of the season. Like it doesn't feel like they're trying to make these games up. Michigan already had a cakewalk schedule. You look at their mm. schedule. It's it's. It, I mean, come on. It was yeah, like the words. Big Ten was doing them cakewalk. a favor. They were doing they were doing Jawan Howard a favor. I understand it. I get mm. how the game works, but like, come on. But now. Michigan is going to be playing fewer games than some of these other contenders in the like Illinois is up there. Illinois, yep. I think, is uh Illinois is eight and three, I think. Ohio State is now nine and four in the Big Ten. Michigan is eight and one. So the problem that's on the horizon is that there's going to be an imbalance, not just in terms of the strength of the schedule tape. There's an imbalance in the number of games played. So I'm saying this right now. When we beat Michigan. And 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 we are going to beat Michigan. Juwan Howard and Jim Harbaugh combined wins against Ohio State zero. Zero. None. Mm-hmm. When we beat Michigan and Michigan falls to like you know they have two losses now in the season. We still have yeah. four. We are the Big Ten champions. Do not give them the trophy. I'm mm-hmm. going to be so mad. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that I'm getting ahead of it. Especially the two Purdue wins we've already established don't count. They we were not at full strength. The Northwestern loss we had or the 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 the, the two losses we had to Purdue don't yep. count. Yep. The loss to Northwestern doesn't count. They cheated at the end. And the other loss we had was uh, Minnesota at the barn when it was like magic. Like there was some voodoo bullshit going on up there. So we are technically undefeated. And I just want to get ahead of this. When we beat Michigan, we're Big Ten champs. Yeah. So. And at the end of the day, flip the rivalry. It's not a football rivalry. It's a basketball rivalry. <sighs> dude, I think that's dude, what you. Need. Do. It's over. Football. Dude, it's, it's done. Ohio it's, State is one. It's literally it. going to be Flip it to basketball. three versus four when we play Michigan. Yeah. Flip it to basketball. Let's go. Mm. Finally right. did it. Let's rip through Pac-12 update. Apologies to everyone that you had to uh, to deal with that. I know, I know our listeners love it when our teams lose. So suck yeah, it. this is not what they want. Suck it, haters. They're like talk about Carolina <laughs> and no. Suck it here. All right. So uh, ESPN. Here's the news. Uh, mm. ESPN has filed a lawsuit against the University of Arizona to basically release the tapes. They they want the, the Arizona got a notice of allegations. They did not release the notice of allegations. Uh, what exactly is in that? I guess. Mm. So ESPN is saying we we deserve to know. Give us the notice of allegations. Uh, Arizona's rebuttal to this was, no, you released the tapes, Mark. That's what they said. They had their lawyers draw up a, a, a thing that said, you released the tapes. You're the ones that came with us. You said you have a wiretap of Sean Miller offering DeAndre $100,000. Release the tapes or reinstates is what I've always said. Mm-hmm. And uh, ESPN never did release the tape. We were waiting with bated breath. We turned that into like three years of content waiting on ESPN to release <laughs> these tapes. They never came out. Yep. They said the tape was out there. Prove it, bitch. Uh, and now ESPN is trying to flip it 
and now they're trying to sue Arizona. I don't like it one bit. I like it from a content perspective. I like it from a rivalry perspective. For drama and the purposes of our show, uh, this is great stuff. This is great fodder. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, you know, we just watched Utah. We were walking by. Utah's yeah, just I beating Sean Miller. I, I assume, assume that's still yeah, happening. I assume they got wrecked. I don't yeah, know. I'm, yeah, I, I, we I, cannot I, confirm I, that. I but basically, the... Arizona in general, the, the basketball program, it is all signs pointing to Pastner. Mm -hmm. It is all signs pointing to the wonder kid to come yeah, back. Dude, they lost by 15. Yeah, so, nice. you know, Sean Miller, he's holding on for dear life there. Uh, Arizona, we want um, them to come back to the forefront. Uh, Pac-12 update, bring Arizona here's, back. Here's some other notes. Uh, Evan Mobley's locked up player of the year. Yep. Uh, USC beat Stanford on Tuesday. The first, uh, it was at Stanford. It was Stanford's first game back at Maples all season. Mm. Uh, we've been talking about that all year, how, how Stanford's Stanford. been homeless, yeah. Stan I, I still think Stanford's good. They're playing Cal tonight, by the way, so I might eat my words depending on what happens tonight. But uh, I still like Stanford. It's just USC is very, very good. And I'm, uh, the USC will be playing UCLA on, on Saturday. UCLA's up a game in the Pac-12 standings right now. First and second place, rivalry game. Um, but Evan Mobley's unbelievable. And if you have not watched Evan Mobley play, please, I beg of you, America, please, mm -hmm. watch USC-UCLA on Saturday. UCLA, has they're in first. They've lost one game. It was an overtime against Stanford. Uh, in the Pac-12, I mean, but they've been a little dicey. Last four games mm -hmm. for UCLA has not been – they've been a little shaky, and uh, I don't know. It's the year of L.A. Uh, in the Pac-12, and I will say USC on Saturday is going to solidify the fact that it is their year in L.A. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to be UCLA, but Chris Smith without Chris Smith, yep. uh, that was pretty much – Remember last year, UCLA was a shot away. Jonah Matthews, I think, hit the – it was I think I think that's who was hit, hit the shot uh, to beat UCLA last game of the regular mm. season. That if UCLA wins that game, that shot doesn't go down. UCLA somehow grabs a share of the Pac-12 title last year. Mixed it didn't happen, year. so mm. – uh, they got they got some revenge on their mind, but yeah, I think Evan Mobley's locked up player of the year, so I want to point that out. Corey Kispert, I, I want to draw attention. Ba Baylor fans are like, my God, back on Kentucky. <laughs> yes, uh, Corey Kispert is so you know that you know how much I love Salim Stoudemire. Mm -hmm. You know that that Salim Stoudemire in 2005, when he he shot 50% from the field, 50% from the three point line, 91% from the free throw line, averaged 18 points per game doing it. One of the most, it, I would argue, it was the greatest shooting season in college basketball. The history. greatest Elite Eight game of all time, yeah. Certainly the greatest shooting season I ever remember following yeah. throughout the season. I got like his whole jersey for my flames. birthday. I got the entire Arizona yeah. 20 year, yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Corey Kisper, I just want to draw attention to this. Right now, his, his shooting splits are this 57% from the field, insane, 48% from the three point line, 90% from the free throw line, and he's averaging 20.2 points per game. And he's putting me in a real tough spot because I love Salim Stoudemire, mm -hmm. but yikes, those numbers are insane. And uh, I, I just wanted to point that out. The Corey Kispert is is doing something that the only the only time I ever remember seeing someone like because you see guys have awesome percentages. Mm -hmm. The shooting splits 50, are not 40, 90 is what everyone kind of looks at. Yeah, but. Most of the time, it's like a guy who's like the second or third best player. He's mm -hmm. averaging like 11 points a game or whatever. So like the fact that Slim Stoudemire was was doing, it wasn't like he was like being selective with the shots. He was still. No, he was the gunner. He was the scorer. He was the guy. He did it on a team. I think, did they win the Pac-12? I mean, they went to the lead eight. They yeah. won the Pac-12, yeah, right? So. Yeah, they or won Pac the Pac-10. Yeah. yeah, at the time. They 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 were, he was he did it on a good team, a team that actually won. And, yeah, they were a great that. team. So yeah, Corey Kisper, Tate, uh, th this is, th it's unbelievable, and I just want to draw attention to that, because we're talking about how great Gonzaga yep. is, but, you know, what does that mean? We're, how do you contextualize it? How do you find new ways to say awesome things about a team like this? And I just want to point that out. Corey Kispert is, uh, he's unbelievable. So hopefully I didn't jinx him. Hopefully, uh, The most efficient player in the country, we should um, say. Yeah. I wanted to do fraud power rankings, but we're, I, I think we need to talk to Andy Katz. So I, I might save my, because, you know, you know I love fraud power rankings. Yes, I did this yes. with the NBA bubble. I love calling people frauds. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I was I was putting together and Wednesday Wonky Wednesday was basically yeah, yeah. A, yeah a fraud parade. Uh, so I was putting together the Pac-12 update and I was making notes of all the teams out west that are frauds and I wanted mm. to go through them and I have them in front of me. But uh, also I think I want to talk to Andy Cass. So I might I'm going to do a tease. I'm going to save that for next Friday. Next like Pac-12 update. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get a really hearty fraud. Football's power done and we get the yeah. full fraud power. The full fraud. Yeah. Like this is this yes. is where yes. we stand yes. in the post football world. Here are the frauds out west. Mm -hmm. So. Maybe Boise State, but spoiler alert, as I said earlier, <laughs> Boise State is on the list. So hopefully yeah. they could do something to get off the list between now and then. Knock but, on wood. Uh, uh, speaking of Boise State, speaking of uh, guys who love Boise State, let's talk to Andy Katz. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The 55th big game is this weekend. 55, a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. 
To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. That's right, all it takes is one touchdown to be scored Sunday night, and boom, your money is doubled. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. Don't forget about DraftKings Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone who enters the contest. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code TATE to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's season finale. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Or in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. We are also brought to you by our friends at Discover. Any credit card can offer cash back, but only Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped just like cash, so you already know there's cash inside before even opening it. But in this case, it's stuff with your first year cash back match, and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Cash back match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. All right, joining us now as he does every Friday is Andy Katz for a little tear talk. Uh, I'm going to start like I, I like I, I like doing this. I like giving the people some context with Andy's tears. Uh, Gonzaga Baylor tier one this week, obviously. Uh, tier two is Michigan and Villanova, which whew, we're going to talk about that. Tier three becomes Illinois and Iowa. Hmm. Mm. Interesting, given what we just saw here, Tate. <laughs> uh, tier four is Virginia, Alabama, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri. Tier five. West Virginia, UCLA, wow, UCLA made your There you go, back to uh, Wisconsin and Rutgers. Andy, we start, uh, I start very selfishly where I think we have to start, which is... Your heart, yeah. Yeah, w- w- what the hell happened? Ohio State, they just beat <laughs> Iowa. What, what's going on? Okay, first of all, <laughs> uh, unlike some people in our country who don't own up, own up to mistakes, um, I have evidence here. I bring you exhibit A, which is my chicken scratch from earlier last night. Uh, excuse me. Love it. It would have been um, Wednesday night. Okay. Wednesday night. So okay. Wednesday night. Yep. You can see this is an early version when I was just playing around. And I have Ohio State on there in tier four. Uh, and I was just moving cool. teams around as I was just trying to decide what I was going to do. And as I was moving teams around, I literally just blanked on putting them in. And I did not. Self-check. It happens. Uh, I own up, but I will also bring exhibit two here, which is earlier in the week. I mean, um, Andy, week, I this is like I'm in a few good men right now. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> earlier in the week, I did a bracket, as I do now in February, and I just filled out. This is just a sort of a no-name bracket. But I just want to point out also, just to, to point out that um, I had Ohio State on here as a three seed um nice here oh down here in this region with uh, villanova so they're here as a three seed okay so um you clearly i mean it was a mistake it was a late night and it was a pandemic mistake uh and so i did not i just forgot about them you know, and really, you, the two of you... It's not your fault. Andy, it's not your fault. I'm just saying, the two of you should have been my checks and balances. There are plenty of people <laughs> who, <laughs> who don't own up to their mistake, okay? <laughs> I just did, but I have evidence and proof that I have obviously backed Ohio State many times in this week. You, you have evidence and proof that you yes. wrote it down. You could have done this right before we went on well, the No, no, no. The bracket I, was I mean, published. I mean, okay. The bracket was published <laughs> early in the week uh, as a three seed. In all seriousness, Ohio State did just beat Iowa on the road. I am I I have never been higher on. I I, I think I'm just like just You've never I, been higher. The sense of just I've never been higher. I've never been higher <laughs> on Ohio State basketball than right now. On the bench. <laughs> I've never, but we haven't had a tournament in two years, Andy, and I'm just so excited for March Madness. And like my first taste of March Madness, Ohio State is playing really well. Our offense is awesome where so where, where are you slating ohio state surely not tier four if you're putting them in now after we beat hey, iowa as i said, surely not that was early scratch wednesday night uh, okay and as i was moving things around i clearly would have had them right there with illinois not iowa 
you know, I was ahead of okay. Illinois because they beat Illinois. Um, so they would have been in a tier three. Um, now mm-hmm. you could argue with me on bumping Villanova out of tier two, and that's a fine argument because I actually did that after they lost to St. John's. Um, in large mm-hmm. part because you know, you know this. I think you're okay to lose a game on the road in your league. That was their first loss on the road in their league against a hot St. Mm-hmm. John's team. I don't think I should necessarily punish them and pummel them deep down mm. into the tiers uh, for losing one road game. Now, if it becomes two, three, of course, yeah, see you down the road. But, I mean, one road loss mm. in their league should not necessarily kick them out the door. He's consistent with this take because he said the same about Boise State. I, w- I will defend Andy <laughs> in that regard because we asked him about Boise State mm-hmm. when they lost and they were still in the tiers. He said, "I, you know, and by the way, road they came right back yeah. and won the next night. And they did. You did. They did. How about that? Andy, I think that for the rest of the year, you should keep Big Ten teams in Tier 2 and make the joke that they're always going to be Tier 2 and not the Tier 1 National Championship team. Yeah. You should make it Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State, and Iowa and just figure out which one of those four is going to make it the farthest in the tournament. You know what? I actually thought about doing that, and maybe I should, but I will say this. Um, you could make a strong argument that Maryland deserves to be in that group, uh, oh. what they've done lately. Uh, not body of work, but certainly the last three weeks. And then uh, I wouldn't dismiss Rutgers the way they're playing. We'll see what happens, mm-hmm. obviously, but they've been playing I like well. Rutgers. Yep. And then the, the team that's very befuddling, but we've talked about it here, you know, is Wisconsin. And, um, yep. you know, one night they're hot, the next they're cold. Uh, they've got experience, but they don't have a star. Uh, so they're kind of hard to, to sort of ride on here. Um, and then, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Michigan when they come off of this long pause. Because mm-hmm. unlike some of these other teams, so Baylor's on a quick pause, if you will, uh, where they're only yep. going to hopefully miss two games. Um, but a lot of times these teams have been able to practice while on pause, whereas Michigan completely shut down the entire athletic department. So how they come out of this will be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, Indiana has a lot of good losses. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> they're, they're the best eight-loss team in the country, and they're they're killing it in the Big Ten by losing really close games. And very hard fought. That's what everyone's <laughs> Everyone's yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's do a big-picture thing, Andy. We, we've talked about this a handful of times. We've had you on. Um, obviously, Gonzaga and Baylor are the, is the story in college basketball, Gonzaga and Baylor versus everyone else. Um, but one of the things I've been interested to get your perspective on as, as we progress through the season is what will it take for Baylor to jump Gonzaga? Uh, and I, it ultimately doesn't matter. We're going to play the tournament. They're both going to be one seeds, um, and, and we'll let it play out on the court. But, you know, we, we have to fill some content here and discuss it, and we vote on it in the AP poll, so maybe it matters in that regard. Uh, Baylor just goes on the road, handles Texas pretty easily. I mean, it was close kind of back and forth, but, like, I mean, they, they it felt like Baylor never really broke a sweat. Like, the way they were never panicking. Um, and Texas is a very good team. So – that is the question, Andy. Like, it is has Baylor done enough? If I were to tell you, I believe that Baylor is better than Gonzaga, they should be ranked number one. Are you? How, how crazy am I if I say that? You're not. Um, you know, obviously Baylor's playing in a better league, but you mm. know, uh, Gonzaga was sort of like a de facto member of that league because they already knocked off uh, West Virginia, Kansas, and am I missing one? Um, West Virginia, Kansas. I felt like there was a third, but maybe not. Um, hmm. So, uh, well, they were supposed to play Baylor. But um, so they yeah. already have knocked off those two. And, um, you know, so they've obviously competed at that level. They've knocked off mm-hmm. the best team in the ACC in Virginia. Uh, I think at one point yep, we thought it was Florida away. State. Now I think it's Virginia again. Um, so they should obviously, you know, uh, get – credit and recognition for that. And the numbers are pretty close. I mean, Baylor's a better defensive team, but Gonzaga is a better offensive team. So Mm -hmm. would I complain if you went Baylor one, Gonzaga two? No, but I think if Gonzaga wins out, they will be the number one overall seed based on the overall Mm -hmm. body of work. And then uh, Baylor will be the two. And uh, I just did a piece on this that, uh, look, it would be wonderful. uh, And I'm now rooting for it if they're both undefeated. It would be the first time ever uh, since the tournament started in 1939 that there were two undefeated teams meeting for the national championship. Yeah, that would be amazing. And uh, I, I wanted to ask you about Mark Few reaching out to Houston to uh, you know, try to Our schedule a game Lake. in Salt Lake City. 
Yeah, is Mark Few doing this because he's fearful, like Titus said, that you know everyone is watching Baylor play in the Big Twelve, and we're kind of turning sour, you know, so to speak, on Gonzaga and saying they might not be the best team. Is that why he's trying to schedule these games? Well, no. They, I mean, half WCC is on pause right now. Uh, they actually, just yeah, I mean, that's They're playing at Pacific Thursday night at BYU Monday. He wants to keep playing good teams, so he reached out. What he told me was to Villanova, uh, to Virginia Tech. Wow to Houston, as you know, wow. uh, to UCLA. Uh, obviously, he was still trying to get Baylor UCLA. before they went back. You know, the Houston thing's ridiculous uh, because I think the Houston could have used that game. And then Karma, you know, takes a real big bite out of their rear because then they mm-hmm. lost to East Carolina. They didn't – their excuse, You never die. Their excuse was they didn't want three straight road games. East Carolina, Gonzaga, it wouldn't have been a road game. It would have been neutral and actually would have been probably in this either in Salt Lake or the state of Texas. Um, and, uh, and then they're at, um, I think, uh, South Florida next week. Um, so they scheduled our lady of the lake. I don't know if that's the <laughs> character from Excalibur and maybe dating myself with that reference. Um, uh, but, uh, they're playing for that giant silver sword. I, I don't know, but, um, you know, I, I mean, I, have you guys heard of that school? No, I, no I, I thought Titus was messing with me when he said that. Yeah, I told Tate earlier who they were playing, and he was like, "Huh?" And, and, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, all right, I I had uh, I, I had this last thing I wanted to ask you because uh, we 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 obviously talk about all the teams that are on your tiers, Andy. I want to talk w- about the teams that aren't on your tiers. We haven't really had this discussion with you yet, and it's this discussion about how bad the Blue Bloods are, and that that is uh, another theme. If it's not Gonzaga Baylor or Gonzaga <laughs> B- Gonzaga Gonzaga Baylor. Uh, the thing that everyone wants to talk about is how bad the Blue Bloods are, much to Tate's chagrin. He's a Carolina fan. He's like, mm. no, hang on. We're not that bad. Yeah. Um, the best of the worst. So given that UNC and Duke are playing this week, given that we just saw Kentucky lose to Missouri, and it feels like the wheels are completely off at Kentucky now. Cal's throwing Terrence Clark under the bus, and just the vibe coming out of Lexington is unlike anything we've ever seen. Kansas is obviously not playing well. Um, do you do you sense that the the this overall tenor with the Blue Bloods as just like a one-off thing or is there like a shift happening and and i guess if i'm asking you a question do you feel like this is the beginning of the end of some of these guys because in my mind maybe maybe you know the people are talking about maybe cal's done maybe maybe coach k and and roy are decided to hang it up how do you how do you read it are we making too much out of this do you think they'll be back where they were next year yeah i mean first of all i don't want i don't think we should judge anybody off this year because this was not a normal Mm -hmm. year uh in any sense for any of us as human beings on this planet but especially yep. just to dumb it down to college basketball. Um, you know, a lot of these young teams never had their summer. Um, you know, would they have yep. been a trip, uh, you know, or what have you? I mean, a lot, just so many things that I think would have been beneficial to Kentucky, to Duke, especially to Carolina, um, maybe not Kansas because they didn't have as many young guys. But, um, you know, I, I just think it's hard to judge. So I think nobody's leaving after this year. I think everyone needs to sort of mm. hope for a normal year next year and then assess. So I'm not ready to go down that rabbit hole yet. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you, though, that I, I feel fairly confident because the back part of the bubble is so mediocre that, um, you know, well, Kansas is going to get in. But yeah. I, I just still feel that Duke and Carolina, at least one of them will get in, maybe both. You know, Kentucky's dug mm. such a massive crater that – the only way for them to get out of it is to win the SEC tournament, which, by the way, they could. Um, they could. You know, they have yeah. the talent to do so. Yeah. So I wouldn't rule that out either for them getting hot for, you know, although they probably have to win four games in Nashville, which is not easy, you know, compared to three. You could get, be like the uh, Georgia did it with as an eight seed, right? One yeah, year, yeah the, I think the so. The SEC yeah. tournament. The, that was the year the tornado happened in Atlanta. And oh, they, and then they, yeah. That whole thing. Maybe maybe that happened. Uh, anything else, Tate? No, that's We good. let Andy go. Yeah, love it, Andy. I hope you watch Carolina Duke this weekend. It feels like America has forgotten about the greatest rivalry in college basketball. Oh, no, it it'll still, I think, get good ratings. But listen, when you post this, when you discuss, make sure you show the evidence that the Ohio State <laughs> I, was listen, I, a three I, seed for me. I had him on my chicken scratch. Uh, I love that you had the evidence, Andy. I appreciate that. For whatever reason. It's my fault. Andy, Andy, Andy came on, man. I don't. He was a defeated man. <laughs> God bless you, Andy. We appreciate it as always. See you Thank next you. week, man. Thanks, Andy. Want to talk about our good friends at Homage. Fan gear that doesn't compromise on quality. Now that's a slam dunk. 
The people at Homage pay tribute to your favorite teams and iconic moments from sports, pop culture, and more with ultra-comfortable, high-quality clothing for the whole family. Head to Homage.com for the softest hoodies, sweats. You know what? I'm not even going to read the rest of the copy, Tate. I just want to say <laughs> this. Homage, the, 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 the products they have are amazing. They, they put in the copy that I'm supposed to read about all their cool products and their shirts. And if, if you have an interest, and Lord, I hope you do, yes, Homage is probably making a t-shirt that for mm-hmm. you that you could... Friends. Yeah. Whatever. Like whatever any t-shirt, it is. T-shirt. Anything t-shirt, you like, they TV have it. Show, whatever it is. All yeah. of that is great. I want to speak now on how awesome the people are that work at this company. Mm-hmm. I've known them forever. I've known them for going on 15 years now. They're great people. They they do a lot for the community. Uh, the, the community it used to just be Columbus. Now they're all over. But they 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 give back. They're they're great people. They have great ideas. They're very creative. So uh, support them for that reason. And the, and the, they are true friends of the program. We'll yes. love them for it. So yes. go to homage.com. Use promo code TNT and you can get 20% off your first order. Grab a gift for every all-star on your team or yourself and pay homage. That's homage.com. Offer code TNT for 20% off. Let's uh, wrap this thing up. Tate. Shout outs, closeouts. What do we got? Shout out to North Carolina. Shout out to Duke, mm. the greatest rivalry mm-hmm. in all of basketball. And I think in all of the world, uh, I have always lived my life, Mark Titus, between, you know, there are two types of people. There are two shades of blue. That is the only line of deviation that in this world, there are Duke people, there are Carolina people. You pick, you choose, you decide where you want to lay. And that's why it's a beautiful rivalry because, uh, you know, there is good, there is evil. Um, I, I like to, you know, battle and go into this game every single year. This year, no one cares, it seems like, uh, in the national media. And I think it might be a good thing. And we're going to see the graphic, you know, the last 100 meetings, you know, since 1979, we got a 50-50 split. You know, they're going to give us the, you know, the exact same score. Mm-hmm. The, the ESPN knows how to do this. This is their cash cow. This is how they made college basketball become so popular with Tobacco Road. So we know all that going in. I feel good, Titus, and and I say this, and I probably won't feel good on Monday. And you know what? I felt great on Monday, and I felt horrible after the Clemson game. But I do like North Carolina's size. I do like the fact that they have to have some sort of pride, I think. Mm -hmm. I think. I'm not sure. Um, I would love the Cameron Crazies to be there. I would love for it to be a real game. I think it's going to be very strange to watch a Duke-Carolina game without the Crazies there. Um, Coach K seems very um, excited about this game, which gives me a little bit of pause. Um, you know, because Duke, Duke is playing hot right now. What did he say earlier? We were watching it together. He said they're they're a good team. They're still a good program. They're still a good program. They're just not. They're just not they're, they haven't earned the right to be ranked. Mm-hmm. You know, which means that they are just who they are normally. They just haven't earned that right. Uh, they have not gotten that D on their chest. Um, and you know, let's hope they don't get that D on Saturday. In Coach K's mind, the the AP poll, you know, the 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 number seven spot on the AP poll should just be left blank. Like Duke, it's 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 yes. reserved for Duke, but Duke hasn't earned the right to be put. Yeah, in we will we will something. be back there very soon. We apologize. So Blake, just keep it. <laughs> but yeah, that's my yeah. shout out. That game is happening on Saturday at Cameron Indoor. Yeah. Uh, it usually gets a lot of fanfare at this time of the well, year. You're getting you're getting a taste of what uh, Xavier Cincinnati fans feel, which is that it doesn't matter if the rest of the country doesn't care. Mm. You still want to beat the snot out of your rival, you know? Which mm. is what that's that's the mark of a great rivalry. That's what a rivalry should be. That's that what it always is. You don't is. need if, – if your rivalry needs the rest of the country to care, your rivalry sucks. No, I, the reason I need the rest of the country to care because I need them to put themselves in a category and say I'm a Duke person yeah. or I'm a Carolina yeah. person because then I can, you know, kind of move along the path, you know, knowing where, to, yeah. where I lay. Sometimes, you know, there are great Duke people out in the world. I will say that. There are also some bad Carolina people out in the world, and I will say that as well. Mm-hmm. But on this day, we all pick our sides. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'll be watching. What time is it? <laughs> What is it, Saturday? Yes, yeah, Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching. Can't wait, man. I had that in my calendar forever. Can't wait to watch. <laughs> oh, man. No, it is, uh, it, it is always fun, and it's, it's yeah. yeah. It's, it, this is the least I've cared about a Duke Carolina game ever, but I still care. That's what's, mm. that's what's good about it is that mm. like, I still find myself – they have to do something like uh, last year no one should have cared but we got the you know the 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 trey jones air ball that leads to the window more put back and they win the game you know there's always a moment i yeah i want to go on record i'm not watching the game with you this year so adjust your bets accordingly Mm -hmm. i will not be with tate the tightest curse will not be we're watching the quote-unquote big game on sunday big game Uh, game 55 (laughs) yeah on sunday But uh, uh, Saturday, yeah, we'll 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 stay apart. I will, I'll, I'll probably be at home watching by myself. I want to shout out the Big Ten tournament moving to Indianapolis. That's really the only shout out that I had. They're officially doing. Yeah, it. Uh, we, we kinda, it had to happen. Th- we knew it was going to happen, but uh, they officially announced that the Big Ten tournament is moving to Indianapolis uh, to get a head start, basically on on being in Indy. I, gu- I guess they're just gonna. Is that a does that help or hurt the Big Ten teams that are mm. they're going to be comfortable already there? But then also, if you're a Big Ten team and you make it to the Final Four, I mean, at that point, you've been. 
stuck in your little quote unquote bubble. We're not calling them bubbles. What are we calling them? Controlled environments. Controlled environments. Yeah. yeah you've been stuck in your controlled environment and away from campus slash home <laughs> for a month plus at this point, whatever it is. Are you at a disadvantage that you've been in this controlled environment for longer than the other teams? I say, I'm, I'm, I'm laying the seeds early mm -hmm. for when the Big Ten loses in the title game. This is my excuse why. As because we always, as we all know, it is hard to win your conference tournament than win six games in a row. So uh, I think that's always a very tough place to be in, especially if you're going to be in the same place for a month. Um, I got a shout out. I forgot to say this when we did the uh, the ESPN Arizona update. I wanted to shout out the University of Arizona who said, and I quote, it would not be in the quote unquote best interest of the state to release the NOA um, to ESPN. And I have never heard that. The phrase. whole state. The whole state. The, the best interest of the state. Um, I think that's a phrase that I need to use more as someone who likes to prop up North Carolina, everything, uh, you know, like when I see this someone is, from North Carolina do something bad, I'm like, that's not in the best interest of the state. <laughs> And I like that. I like Arizona taking ownership like, of the like state. If Duke, Duke beats North yeah, Carolina, you just tweet. It's not in the best tweet, interest of the state. <laughs> quote tweet to score, just put, this is not in the best interest of the state. That's, uh, I just want to shout that out because that like, was like my one note that I wrote down. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> that is so good. Uh, that's it. I, I, I want to shout out the Ohio State Buckeyes and Chris yeah. Holtman and uh, our team. that Our coach of the program, Chris Holtman, who has dude, always been nothing but nice to us. I mean, Andy was killing me for it. That I, Yeah, like I don't think this is the best Ohio State team that we've had since I've been at Ohio State. I, mm -hmm. I, that's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. I I am highest. I, I am When I say high, I don't mean like this is – I don't mean, uh, you know. You're not Elton John, no. I don't. I don't know how to how to do it without using my hands. I talk with my hands a lot. I, I yeah, so do I. I watched um, the clips. I was I like, I, yeah, I was I'm like, like dude, I'm like trying to fly over here, like <laughs> flapping my arms. Uh, I don't mean the highest in terms of like if you're ranking my feelings. Yeah, this is the highest. I mean the highest is in like a drug induced mm. state. Mm. <laughs> I think it's because you and can't believe that they actually. Figured I can't it believe out. Yeah. how good we are mm. right now, and I can't believe that. Uh, we, yeah, we haven't had a tournament in two years, and like the the tournament is going to be taking place in Indianapolis, my hometown. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably going to be there for. I might I might try to go to the Big Ten tournament, just stay for six weeks and just take I love it all it. in. And uh, it's all the stars are all lining. There's nothing that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. I said it. I'm gonna say it again. Don't even knock on wood. I'm facing the jinx head on. We're going to the final four. Hang the banner. Put it up. <laughs> do the do the San this Diego State. This is a horrible State, idea. Do the San Diego State <laughs> move where we <laughs> we hang the championship banner hang before it. the season's even over. Yeah. Uh, we're going to the final four. B book it. It's Gonzaga. It's Baylor. It's Ohio State. Figure out the fourth. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you find your you fourth. Saw, you find your fourth. We'll you see guys, you in Indianapolis. You guys figure it out. I'll see you in Indy. That's it. So that's the only shout out I have. Anything else? I love it. Super love Bowl it. prediction before we go? Uh, Super Bowl prediction. I have Tom Brady and my good guy of the week next week, Father Time. That's, that is uh, that is my. Uncle. I have uh, I have the Chiefs in a route. I th I'm getting Peyton I Manning it. versus the Seahawks vibes. I'm yeah, getting, uh, I, yeah. I got a prop bet for you. This is for the people that care about betting. Plus five thousand odds that the first score of the game, not a touchdown, uh, you know, not a field goal, has to be something else. I like the idea of the Buccaneers having a botched snap safety situation, just like you're saying oh. to open the game. Plus fifty thousand, plus five thousand for it not to be a touchdown or a field goal. Could be a safety. There you go. Like a yeah, that would might be, be plus fifty thousand. Like, 000, like a Steelers versus the Browns thing. Where yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just a safety to open right the, game, the game, and you're just like, wow. Oh, now we just got hit in the mouth. <laughs> that's what I, I think. Like it. Uh, that's it. That's the show. We'll see you guys next week. Go Bucks.